0: The field gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! Do like that! Do like that! I like that! Like that. My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business.
1: Welcome in. This is Defeating the Curse. My name is Joe. I'm joined by Matt and by FP. It is Monday night. We are watching the Bills game. We are watching the Red Sox game. We are watching all kinds of stuff in real time. This should be a fun show. It'll start off in a boring place, in a terrible place, in a painful place, known as the Washington football team. We likely will discuss. Well, actually, we have to discuss, FPU and I have to discuss the 21 retirement tribute ceremony thing that we all witnessed pre pre pregame and during halftime yesterday. And then I think we need to touch on some of the more exciting things happening in town, mainly the Capitals. We got the Wizards coming up later this week, starting their season later this week as well. There are some good things happening in the district that I think should be noted. And the baseball playoffs are amazing. They are amazing. You know, Matt, the Met is back. He's rocking, I think, a DC hat, which is pretty cool to see a Mets fan rocking a DC hat, a red I still one.
2: own you. I okay. still own you. Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> Rodgers
1: soundbite, too, because that was a good one yesterday. Rogers just absolutely doing a, a, just a, I mean, he's doing the discount double check the championship belt and just absolutely crushing the fans in Chicago. What an awesome game from him. Packers are rolling. But we got to start with this terrible team here in Washington, D.C., the Washington football team. These guys on the field, not performing. Off the field, complete and utter disaster. There is no other word for this team. Insert any adjective you want. Embarrassing, dysfunctional, childish. You pick pick your poison. There is no positive adjectives for this team right now it's an absolute it's a show it's a it's a show it's a mess and the game yesterday i, I mean fp do you want to start with the game or you want to start with with the sean taylor tribute i kind of want to
0: start with sean taylor because then right, let,
1: let, let's start let's start Ooh. with 21 all right yeah. 21 for us okay as fans of this team will forever hold a very very special place his career was very short it was fast and furious it was hard-hitting and we were on a a different trajectory with him on the field.
2: He 100%. was drafted,
1: right? Joe Gibbs came in. He said, "This is my guy." Right? Taylor came in. He wore thirty six. I have one of those thirty six jerseys, which I, I I actually I value and I cherish very much. It's one of the few things that I still really hold on to. Watching him play in person was an amazing thing for me uh, to actually witness. That was you know right around the time I was graduating college. Stevie and I got our season tickets, and we were there every week to watch 36 who then became 21 and that legend just grew and grew and grew, but the team was also building around him. And some people maybe forget about this, but that secondary was high. I mean, before the Legion of boom, it was this unit anchored 100%. by 21 anchored yep. by Taylor. Remember when they drafted Leron Landry before the roids and the crazy biceps, right? He was oh, yeah. free was safety, strong to be the safety. tandem of the decade. And we only, we only got to see it for half of one season, really. And then injuries, and and obviously, unfortunately, what happened, happened. To see how this franchise did him yesterday, I was so, I mean, let me just share what I did yesterday personally, okay? I went to church early in the morning, like I always do on Sunday. I came home, and I told my wife and my kids, the Washington football team is doing this thing online. I, I just got to sit down and pay attention from... You know, usually the game starts at one, so I need to sit down and kind of be ready to do like DTC stuff or whatever around, yeah, you know, whatever, 1230, 1245. But yesterday mm-hmm. I sat down at 1130, ready to take it all in, just ready to, to relive some of the, the the interviews and the sound bites and the game highlights or whatever. The rededication of the road leading to the stadium. Did you guys see this?
0: The, the porta potty road?
1: It's in front of, it's in front of the, it's literally in front of toilets. Yeah, toilet road. It's in front of Toilets. The on the on field tribute is 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 literally a an afterthought, in my opinion, in which the opposing team's quarterback is dancing and doing TikTok videos on. Nobody the brother, seems the brother. W- sorry, the brother. No no one no one seems to uh, want to walk over and say, Hey, like hey, maybe you shouldn't be in this chained off little area <laughs> for just for today. Maybe 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 or maybe maybe the football team doesn't put it in the VIP standing section. Right. Maybe, maybe. The halftime show or the halftime dedication ceremony, not a single speech, no Clinton Portis, no Santana Moss, no Joe Gibbs, no, no not a single soundbite, not a single highlight video, nothing. I, I'm going to try not to get lose my cool here because I'm, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. Don't tell me, that this is something that's been planned, alumni weekend BS. Don't tell me all this when my eyes tell me you're throwing it together to deflect off of what's happening yet again in your clubhouse, in your in your freaking practice facility with your, your head athletic trainer being arrested or being suspended and put under investigation. The emails from your former team president coming to light. Call, Causing another head coach in the league to be fired, an investigation that led to nothing. Don't tell me that you've been planning this for months and months and then do this to this guy. This is the third person to be retired by this franchise. Third jersey ever. One, two, three. And this is what we got. I don't know why we cheer for this team. Like I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step back here. I'm gonna let you guys opine, but that's what I saw yesterday. Before that game kicked off, I was pissed. At halftime, I was super pissed. I was livid. By the end of it, I really didn't care. Like this is, it's my fault for expecting more from this franchise.
2: Yeah, FT. No, I want to give you a chance because you're the skins fan here. Oh, sorry, the WFT fan here, right? <laughs> but let me just say. Man, as a Mets fan, do I feel your pain? Because this is exactly what they would do, right? Dysfunction at every level of the organization and deflecting from what a real problem is, trying to throw something at the fans that's not well thought out, right? That's sort of like, hey, we care about you. And the end result is worse than had they not done anything at all. Just don't right? do anything. Just don't, don't do anything. anything.
1: Don't bring his family. Don't bring his family into town and have them stand in front of toilets.
0: Right. While and rocking a hoodie. tell me that hoodie, this is something special. While, while your billionaire owner is rocking a hoodie looking like he doesn't even care to be there. He the doesn't care. He probably that's
1: he probably didn't even own the sweatshirt. He probably just walked into the store it, and said, it it's my team give me a sweatshirt. 4 sizes too
0: big for him. 4 sizes too big for him. The, the whole situation was embarrassing from top to bottom. And I and I'll I'll start from this. There's a, a huge group a big part of this fan base that's after the glory days after the super bowl runs with gibbs 1.0 and the thing that kind of locked that part of the fan base is that's you that's me that's a lot of people in the late 20s to 40s age was that sean taylor team was that tenacious defense that we had that we were building on that trajectory that you were talking to that's what locked this fan base in and for Dan Snyder and for this franchise to essentially spit all over it and disgrace his name and do something, which clearly, to anybody watching, was put together within three days, surprisingly, it was... It's a joke. An embarrassment. It was such an embarrassment. I mean, the. I think what, what also hurts me that nobody's really talking about is you have Jason Wright come out with this huge president's letter, this huge like statement to the fan base being like, Oh, we planned it and we dropped the ball and we did all that. You clearly didn't, which all you're proving right now is you are now Dan Snyder's mouthpiece. You have lost all your authenticity and, yeah, and credibility shot. A, the all, all shot. How, yeah. how you can he it put, mouthpiece.
1: you're right. How can he put in that written statement? We didn't realize that fans wanted to be here for this, right? You have a hundred thousand person stadium. No one ever wants to go, ever, because they get, they get dumped on, literally dumped on, toilet water. This is a special thing. This is the third, third number to be retired by this franchise. Not a single speech. No Joe Gibbs. No, no Santana Moss. No Clinton Portis. None of those teammates. Nothing. It was, it was
0: such an embarrassing day. Even if you look at the rally towels, you ordered 10,000 rally towels, 10,000 rally towels. That's a quick order from a product delivery place. You're not look, 10,000 towels is shows that this was not planned at all.
2: But what, what bothers me is the disconnect between this ownership the Schneider, his group, whatever, and the fans. I mean, it, this isn't the first thing that we've seen. And, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been 10 years since since the passing, right? And he's the most significant person that's been in, mm-hmm. on the, in the Washington football team in this past, maybe for the last 15, right? Probably mm-hmm. the most, outside of maybe RG3 and the hype that surrounded him when he was. Sean Taylor made the Redskins scary relevant he had the respect of all the nfc as a giants fan i can tell you we did not in mean, the want to entire go to the nfl NCAA. i mean everybody for sure was for me. sure and like and what happened to him i mean first of all it the fact that it took this long is one mistake okay the second mistake is you threw it all together and it was it was completely embarrassing and you don't know your fans like at this point you don't know what your fans you don't know what matters to them you don't know who matters to them and you keep running an organization that is that is an embarrassment, honestly. And I do, I start with the, like, why do we, why do we root for these teams? Why do we continue to good, put good money and good time into somebody that doesn't care? Well, we have and- to
1: stop. We, we have to stop. And, th- and that's uh, the, yeah. that's my appeal here. Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're a fan podcast. Okay. We're very grateful. Anytime somebody interacts with the show, we love doing this and that's why we keep doing it. We have to stop. We have to stop. We have to stop spending money. Look, look at how much money. I, I mean, I bought. I bought a new hat. I bought a new sweatshirt. I mm-hmm. hate. I hate that my team doesn't have a name. But you know what? It's fitting. This team. We don't, we don't deserve a name. We literally nope. don't deserve a name. We Washington are crap.
0: Porter parties at this point. We are would be suitable. And on yeah. top of
1: all that, we just embarrassed ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say the national stage because really, no one cares about the football team outside of D.C. The glory days are way over. This isn't the powerhouse it was. Carolina is an established fan base now. Atlanta is an established fan base. The, the Ravens, of course, are an established fan base. So this idea that the Mid-Atlantic is owned somehow or whatever, like the, the Titans are an established fan base, this, that, that's all over. The only people that care about this franchise are the people, you know, within 30 miles of D.C., if they're even paying attention. And four of them, five of them, happen to be affiliated with this show. <laughs> Yesterday was extremely embarrassing. And I saw this on, I want to get your thoughts on this. I saw this on Twitter. It's uh, It was posted by uh, by Chad Ryan, and it, it was brilliant. And I'm not I, I can't take credit for it. But he said like just some of the things he would have done, right? If this is his franchise and he's going to retire a revered number because of a player who was well-respected even though his time was short, but the fan base is like literally loves him. Change the logo, which you don't even have one on the middle of the field. Put 21 on the middle of the field instead of in a VIP area where someone can dance on it and do a TikTok video. Order more, as as FP said, get more than 10,000 towels okay? And don't make them, and, and like, even, like, don't step in it further and say fans can buy one. No. Give right. them away. Let people know that you care about them as fans, and that you care, you really do care about about this th- this individual and what he did for your franchise in such a short time. Have everyone put 21 on their jersey. They, they had it on the helmet, which was kind of cool, but on the jersey where you can see it every single play, I like that. I mean, that, that that's something that I like. Have the interviews, have interviews playing constantly. Every commercial break, an interview, opponents, teammates, coaches, whatever, whatever, something to honor this man. A scholarship, something, you know, something in his honor, something that'll live on. You know, there's, there's talk the, the, my favorite one is this talk about, you know, potentially, you know, as the, as the team will move into a new stadium eventually, you know, plans to have a section dedicated, you know, Sean Taylor section, something, do something meaningful, something that will, will, that that we can get behind as fans. What they did yesterday was embarrassing. The Porto potty pick, I mean, if if I was a member of Sean Taylor's family, I don't I don't know if I would have gotten in that
0: picture, knowing I that the backdrop, uh, I, I thought it was
2: photoshopped.
0: I truly thought it was photoshopped. I can't
1: believe that. Like I can't I can't believe that this is the idea. We're gonna have this the family pose with a with a road sign in front of toilets. It, 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 I mean, and 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 FB, you hit it right. Ultimately, all of this. The brass and I have a little clip here. I'm going to play from Rivera as well from Coach for the president of the team to come out and say we didn't realize that everyone was like in love with Sean Taylor and wanted to participate. Sorry, we didn't give you more notice. Bad look. But the head coach said it too. Just just listen to this little sound bite here. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the fans. You know, um, being upset about. It. I do because it just shows how much they care. You know, I think that's a good thing. You know, and, and again. Uh, for whatever reason, you know we, we made a mistake. Then you know we own the mistake, but we're still going to honor Sean to the best of our ability um, and try and do it right from this point. I mean, that's all we can do. We can't change anything, and, and just you know we're, 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 we're sorry, it calls us. Look, like, and I'm, I'm just going to say this, and I, I and I'm going to get killed for it, maybe, but I don't really care anymore. I'm done with Rivera. I'm 100 percent done with done Rivera. Done with Tomorrow will be the Ron quotes, or, or later this week we'll do the Ron quotes based on his press conference on Tuesday. Or his his media day on Tuesday, I'm 100 done with Ron. I he's the he's the wrong guy at the wrong time for this franchise. I'm sorry, I'm I'm done with Ron. I'm done with the constant positivity. I'm done with the we're doing some things right, and we can talk about the game itself too. Sound bites after the game. I mean, that clip was specific to the fans and the the debacle that was the 21 retirement and 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 um uh, the the retirement ceremony. Not being prepared, not explaining to fans why it was happening, you know, continuing to double down on the lie that this was all planned when the entire family actually said that they were only notified like two days ago, three days ago, four days ago. It's complete garbage. It's BS. Call it what it is. It's BS. But I'm done with Ron telling me that the players are improving. I'm done with Ron telling me that the defense is 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 getting good pressure. You know, yeah, and one worship- to two
0: plays away. Yes. I, Trash.
1: No, no. At some point, at some point, and, and we've said this now weeks and weeks and weeks in, in a row. The players haven't changed substantially since last year. The coaching hasn't changed substantially since last year. The quality of opponents has changed. We're playing better opponents. Ron is getting outcoached every single week. Yep. Every single week. He just stands there like this all game long. I'm just staring at him walking up and down the sideline. He doesn't call offensive plays. He doesn't call defensive plays. Yeah, he doesn't he does get nothing. in Del Rio's face. He does nothing. Scott Turner yesterday called the most vanilla game, the most Scott Turner game of the season. It's And then to hear Ron, and this is what really got me FP, to hear Ron say post-game, that Heineke was doing what we asked him to do, which was take what the defense is giving you. Is no, such utter
0: crap. So much. He it's missed such so many receivers. Crap.
1: The offense, the offense, like fundamentally, I have a problem with this. It's the same thing we said before with the Ron quotes. The offense cannot go out there and take the lead on what play to run based on the defense, because the defense is designed and schemed to confuse the offense
0: the at-the-time 31st-ranked defense, by the way. Yeah, You're often right. struggled yeah. against the 31st-ranked That's defense. right. You put up 13 points against the 31st-ranked defense. It was disgusting. Heineke missed a lot of open receivers. I'm I'm done with Heineke, too. I'm ready for even Fitzpatrick for a little well, bit of well, arm Heineke, strength.
1: Look, Heineke's not a franchise quarterback. Okay, He's like, not, let's, but we can, it, we can put all that to rest. The
0: point, it's getting to the point where a lot of things need to be changed and quick and it starts with Ron and you almost look at like the all or nothing Carolina Panthers season where Ron Rivera's on Amazon prime and he's dropping F bombs and yelling at his team and hyped up and ready to kill for this team. And then you look at the Ron that we have, and I don't know if there's a graceful way to say this, but after his scare last year and what he went through, it's almost like we have a shell of Ron Rivera and, and, there's no tenacity to him right now. Maybe there is in the locker room, but you can't say that based on the product we're seeing on the field. And there's one thing I want to I want to point out, something that I noticed really funny watching the game. JDR is standing on the sideline holding his defensive play sheet, and on the entire backside of it is like a picture of his like granddaughter or something. I have never in my life of watching the NFL seen a coordinator that has enough room on his play sheet to put pictures of his family members on it. That thing is stuffed with plays and notes and calls and audibles. I've never seen a coordinator. Maybe that only Jay room.
1: Gruden, right? Jay Gruden had that like crumbled, like legal yeah. pad. Just like a, a bunch like, of papers. He looks like
0: he hung over on the ride and was uh, finishing his homework before the game. But the the everything is just so broken right now. I, our defenses have never been this. Uh, our Minuski defense, our Joe Barry defense, none of our defenses have been ranked this low with 5 years of first round high end yes. picks dedicated to the defense never ranked to this low and we're one to two plays away those one to two plays are always 14 to 21 points worth of plays every single game
1: and i think the, what the hurts defense more- the <laughs> defense sorry matt the defense we get we, i mean i could talk about the defense forever okay and i don't care how close pro, you know pro football focus has uh, you know, Chase is getting improving week to week. Well, you know what? Chase improved on Sunday. He got he got better, I suppose. Well, the other four linemen got worse. Yeah. Okay. So great. Chase did better. <laughs> Ionitis disappeared. That's my guy, and I hate yeah. killing. Montez Ionitis forgot he's where guy. the line
0: of scrimmage was. Yeah. Well, Good well, job,
1: Deron is Deron Payne is always a, a step and a half behind whoever he's chasing. Okay, and I understand. Like, it's not his job to go run somebody down. I get it. There's just so many things that are wrong with this team, and for Ron to continue to tell me that they're improving and that's all he's asking for them. The season, like, I mean, Green Bay's
2: Green Bay's gonna. There's no chance we can beat Green Bay, right? I mean, that's Rodgers will own at this
0: point. us. Ron yes. Rogers Rodgers owns yeah. us.
2: Yeah, the disappointing thing about yesterday, too, guys. If I was you, like that first half gave you like they didn't play a great first half. They they intercepted uh, Mahomes twice. Right, And you're like, wow our terrible defense is actually holding this team and then all of a sudden they come out and they're they're worse than than, than the chief's defense, which is almost impossible to do this season. I mean they're, they you were right like the line of scrimmage the third like you know to to get that third down penalty, right I mean yeah. come on guys Killer. keep your head in the game to have this caliber of coaching and to have this terrible of a product on the field. it's something's got to give. Right, something has got to get. I, it's painful to watch. I can't. I, I can't. They're the local game on, and and and, and I, I can't watch it. I can't And I, I mean, the, I, I mean,
1: you know, you, on 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 Sean Taylor Day, you have got a lead going into halftime. You generate two picks, right? One of them, both of them were gimmies, and a fine, and a
0: fumble, and a fumble. You so you, you got over.
1: you got two and one, right? You got the twenty one. Everybody's feeling nostalgic. Everybody's thinking, okay, there's a chance. Okay. Turns out the coaching staff just wanted to keep it close all along. They weren't actually planning to win the game. Ron Ron had no intention, I think, of of coaching or or Scott Turner. I don't think he had a a game plan that I think the game plan coming in was keep it close. The game plan is never go out and win. How many Tomorrow, teams yeah. now are going for it consistently? And this is this is something that occurred to me, and I heard it on local radio this morning as well. But it was put it was it was said better by someone else. I'm blanking on who it was. But last week, you know, about eight days ago or so, the Browns and Chargers played an amazing game where they Mm -hmm. were like literally the defenses couldn't stop anybody. They were fourth down. You just go for it. You just go for it. You just go for it yesterday. How many fourth downs were converted across the league? It seemed like everybody that needed a fourth down conversion, got one, including the Patriots. Right. And in the Cowboys game, right? They got two on the, on the final drive of the game. They got a fourth and 10 from their own goal line, basically. And then they got a fourth and six to, to move them down. That turned into a touchdown. So, We on the uh, and and I say this because in in like in all of my years, the one thing that frustrates me more about this team than anything else is when it's third and eight, and we throw a four-yard slant. You need eight yards, Scott Turner. Eight, eight. <laughs> Why are you calling a slant
0: for four? That's that's been a curse of this team before Scott Turner. I don't know what it is. Every offensive play call. When it's third and something, we call third and less. And it blows my mind. It's always third and
1: less. You're hundred percent right. That's the name of this episode. Yeah. Third and third less. And less. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It could be third and inches. It could be it could be third and negative five. We're not gonna convert it. We cannot convert third downs.
0: You're either you're either going third and less, or it's third and manageable, and we're like, you know what? Perfect time for a fifty yard bomb in the end zone to Terry McLaurin. No, it's not the perfect time. The whole team is completely, completely, completely broken. I don't care how injured the offense was and all our playmakers that were missing. But, but, but everyone, and everyone
1: deserves some heat, to be honest, right? De'Ami De- 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 Brown and Terry McLaurin dropped catchable balls. Like they're It not- all
0: goes, all the blame goes to Ron. Every free agent piece that Ron has brought in played like trash. Bobby McCain, trash. William Jackson, trash. All our draft picks, trash. They all are not adding to this team and it it's something has to give you're not getting you're you're not being strict you're not being well coached you're not being disciplined you're not being creative you're not being cute you're not doing anything there's no anything give me a jet sweep to Andre Carter again do something let Tyler Taylor Heineke run a little bit do anything uh, yeah you know in the tail the tail everything thing- just broke the, the Taylor
1: thing you know I, I've never seen an interception like that honestly like the david Tyree style like dumbest, on, I've never seen yeah. anything like that before um like an a, a lineman a, literally a defensive lineman pinning it to an offensive lineman's helmet but hey we're, we're the washington football team of course that stuff is going to happen to us uh Taylor he's a totally different quarterback when they ask him to sit in the pocket and sling it from the pocket he's just a different quarterback and and i, I don't know if they're they don't want him to get injured so because they don't want to go to their third string maybe I, i'm i'm not sure but Taylor, I mean, he's not a starter in this league. Okay, he nope. he's he's going to be a journeyman backup. I'd like to keep him here. I like him. I think he's serviceable, but he's not. He's not going to be the guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. That's just not going to happen. And again, like somebody brought up brought up Aaron Rodgers, right? And Aaron Aaron Rodgers yesterday literally is screaming at the top of his lungs in Chicago to the Chicago fans. I own you. And there was a, a fantastic stat that was broadcast that didn't get enough enough uh, screen time yesterday. Since 1992, do you know how many quarterbacks have started for the Chicago Bears in this rivalry in particular between the Bears and the Packers since 92? 36? 30, Close. That I means 20. <laughs> 20. How many quarterbacks have started for the Packers since 1992 in every Packers? Two. Yeah, Two. with the exception of one where, where Rodgers was injured. One game. It was a Huntley. It was started one game, two quarterbacks. The Chargers, <laughs> the Chargers had Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Phillip and Rivers. now have Justin Herbert. Just think about yep. that. The Colts, the Colts, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. The teams yep. that do it well, the teams that do it well, like the, there is no greater divide in this sport than the quarter than consistent quarterback play. Doesn't have to be elite quarterback play consistent quarterback play there's three good ones everyone else is just trying to find someone to manage a game all of them every other team is just trying to find someone to like the, the the divide is so tremendous between a franchise quarterback and everything else i love chase he was the wrong draft pick for this team because this team needed a quarterback and this team and frankly clay travis has been saying this forever he deserves a ton of credit If you're a team without a without a franchise quarterback, you should be drafting a quarterback every single year, in the late every single year you should identify the Browns way. Yeah, every Mm -hmm. single year you should identify three to four uh, uh, quarterbacks that'll be available at some point during the draft where you can snag them, probably outside the fourth draft because you don't want to pay them like top four draft pick money. But every single year you've got to roll the dice in hopes that you can find that one that's going to come in. And be serviceable, and and I will always give Joe Gibbs a ton of credit for this, a ton, because he drafted two guys back to back. He got the guy that the owner wanted, and he got the guy that he wanted. The guy he wanted is still in the league and just passed thirty thousand yards for his career. Kirk, for better or for worse, he is a franchise quarterback. He's not gonna he's not an elite franchise quarterback, but he's gonna show up every single week. And he's going to put your team in a position to win more often than not. And he just passed. He's the fifth. He's the fiftieth player to 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 lot um to cross that 30000 30, yard mark. He passed Randall Cunningham this past Sunday. Yeah. He's now I
0: mean thirty thousand yards. Even if you look at the Seahawks last night against the Steelers, that was a completely completely different offense sure. without Russell Wilson. No no knock on Geno Smith. But that top-tier starting caliber franchise quarterback, this the drop-off was steep once Russell was out.
2: Steep. Yeah. And and, and I'm not uh, saying anything, I'm not saying anything provocative when I say the quarterback is the most important position in sports. And this team has been without one now for a hell of a long time. Okay. I think there was hope with RG3. Obviously, and I think the RG three stuff scared them. When you talk about Tyler Heineken, why he's not running, you know, I think it scared them. The idea that your quarterback gets hit, but like, but see, but but, but, honestly,
1: but Matt, like I, as a fan of this team, I I don't buy that because we had Kirk Cousins. He was on our roster, and and Goose Goose Allen refused to give him a contract. He he could still be the quarterback here. We could be talking about some other problem with this team, that's not quarterback.
0: But, you could have had Kirk happen. and all the defensive players that we drafted. And you could
2: have had a couple of NFC championships too, or NFC it's, East championships. It would have been NFC. possible. You yeah. could have then well, focused on Because, your, you, would, your because draft you
0: would spend the draft, on, draft picks
1: on everything else. You would spend the draft yeah. picks yeah. on your wide receivers. You'd spend draft picks on offensive linemen, on running backs, on whatever. You would spend draft picks on other things, right? Like when you have that quarterback position, you, again, he's not elite. He's not an elite franchise quarterback. But he doesn't miss games to injury. And he's going to show every single week.
0: This also brings back another point to something that I hate about Ron Rivera is he has this flawed mentality of we're going to build the team up and then one day plug and play that franchise QB in. I don't know what formula he has in his head, but that doesn't work if the build your team up section isn't being built or is being built with a lot of terrible players. You're right. Yes, so that's an excellent what, point. What's your move We're, that you're making here?
1: To say that a different way, FP, we are not a quarterback away. Yes.
2: Correct. <laughs> right? You're I not mean, the Patriots, and, and that's, right? Which is well, that's the Bill Belichick model, right? That any one piece is replaceable. Now he's been proven wrong since Brady departed, but that's what Bill Belichick has built. Well, he's built but he's closer system. than he's the wanted... football team. Absolutely. He's got Absolutely. a lesser yeah. he's,
1: he's got a lesser defensive
0: uh
1: base from a talent perspective.
0: Maybe, maybe I mean we, maybe we, that's don't, argu- we don't make it to overtime against the Cowboys. No way in hell. No,
1: we don't. We don't. And frankly, the, the Ricky Seals, the the the, 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 Ricky Seals, the Ricky Seals touchdown yesterday was a blown coverage against a bad defense, right? I mean, and, he, and he's not very fast. I mean, he just kind of jogged his way into this yeah. blown coverage touchdown. So let's not let's not celebrate it too much. And Jamin Davis, like, all right. I mean, it's like Ron heard everybody complaining that this guy was like, – he's not on the field enough. He puts him out there. I mean, it's his best game as a pro. He had, you know,
0: 11 but tackles. Do you, do you right? see the flaw in that? You don't let Jamin Davis get any practice – the first five games of the year. Oh, number two offense in the league. Sure, go in rookie linebacker. Let's see what you got against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey. Worst yeah. time to give him to give him all that reps. You know, and, it and, makes and honestly, no sense. And,
1: and defensively, I mean, the Chiefs hung almost what five hundred yards of offense. Fun fact:
0: that? twenty-one unanswered points. That's right. In That's the their own half. tribute.
1: Yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes is playing cute. He played cute in the first half, got picked off twice, came out, told, told coach. I mean, the, the clip was was well broadcast, right? He put his arm around Andy Reid and said, I got it, I got it. Like, there's nothing exotic about this defense. And basically yeah. said another way, I'll say it for him, Del Rio doesn't know what he's doing, and these players are out of position. And the secondary is extremely slow. And, and the single thing that I, I, can't, I can't stop seeing now, Kendall Fuller is not who I remember him being. I remember being so upset when he was traded away. Uh, to the Chiefs after you know showing a lot of promise, he he goes to the Chiefs. He wins the Super Bowl. Obviously, he's he's come back since then. Ken, Kendall Fuller is not the same cornerback. He's exposed regularly and often.
0: And with that, he was making plays, which shows you how bad everybody else is in that secondary.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: I, <laughs> it was just bad. I mean, no one, no one, no one on this show or around the league had Washington beating the Chiefs. Um, I mean, some would even argue that it was closer than anticipated, right? I mean, we we took the Chiefs to cover in pretty much every parlay bet that we had as a show and on our individual accounts. I don't think anyone had Washington winning this game. But they they played poorly. I mean, you, there's no other word for it. I mean, they played poorly against a terrible defense. I mean, when, the, the, when plan- the schedule
0: came out, two and four, everybody would have said, yeah, two and four is right. Not this way.
2: The game plan was about as good as the plan for the Sean Taylor, uh, like, uh, memorial. I mean, I just but,
1: well, honestly, I, I can't, those, I can't go back there. I can't, I can't. It,
2: the, it was those so, two. It's it so was that kind of weekend.
0: the franchise at a whole doesn't, and and it's almost like, is the product on the field truly suffering, because of your ownership? And it's it's a hard connection to make, but when you're a player. And you're, you have to go day in and day out into this facility, into this practice field, into your, your crappy home football field, knowing that the entire nation mocks you, laughs at you. Everybody hates the owner. Everybody hates what your team stands for. Everybody thinks everything that you guys do is always trash. It's hard to get yourself, even though you're a professional, even though you're getting paid millions of dollars. It's hard to get yourself hyped up and ready to to just go out and and shed your blood and tears for this team when it it's it's just it's ask any dysfunctional franchise against across any sport when you have a bad owner it 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 drops everything down and once that owner switches out all of a sudden the play starts picking up. All of a sudden the morale starts picking up. All of a sudden the performance starts picking up. Well, the and owner, everybody's the ready owner didn't, to, to fight.
1: The owner's not helping himself right now either, right? He's he's burying the lead and the league is helping him regarding this investigation into whatever type of conduct. It can't be good conduct, right? It's the only investigation in my lifetime that the output was nothing. There's yeah. no there's no actual documentation or findings of this investigation and now selective leaking basically is what's happening weaponized emails something something clearly is off here right and the shield is going to protect the shield listen once upon a time the nba tried to do the same thing and it did not go well the nba you could argue really hasn't recovered since then by Mm -hmm. trying to protect itself um from itself and Goodell's done this a couple times. I mean, most of the one that I can, I mean, right now you still have guys like Deshaun Watson on a roster with allegations, 24 allegations of misconduct. Um, He's an active player on an, on a roster. League isn't doing anything about that. Right. Richard Sherman. Again, this isn't, I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm just stating facts here. These are people that are allowed to put on the uniform and represent the league. There's a coach that was terminated over an email that he sent in poor taste from a decade ago. Right. There's something very wrong here. Right. And it just, again, with this team, with the Washington football team, there's always, if there's smoke, it's not just fire. There's literally like a a bomb exploding. Like there's always Mm going to be, like there's always going to be something this thrown together 21 tribute. Like, I mean, we can all, we all sniffed it out immediately. Like how did none of us know about this? Even the game tickets didn't have it like twenty one like didn't have Sean on the ticket like don't tell me this was planned out forever, and FB you said it now that now everyone's kind of exposed themselves as just being mouthpieces even though we were told that they weren't gonna be from Julie Donaldson to the to even D'Angelo man like in the broadcast booth that kills me to say yeah but, like these none of these guys were part of the tribute none of them were on the field no Santana Moss no Clinton Portis no D'Angelo Hall no Joe Gibbs nothing no one no Gary Williams. The guys that coached him, nothing, nothing. Like, are we that stupid and gullible that we're just going to say, oh, yeah, they all couldn't make it? Come on.
0: They, they've it's, been it's dying for this day.
1: It's disappointing. The, the whole yeah. thing is disappointing. But let's uh, – I, listen, I do want to pivot here. I mean, give a little bit of time to some of the other – some of the good things happening in the district, primarily the Caps. The Caps opened the season last week and looked, looked really good. And Ovi – he took took a play out of the Belichick playbook right Oh, I'm not 100%. He looks, <laughs> he looks perfect. He looks 100%. Yeah, it's a young season. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the standings here. I don't know. I mean, what are they two and one? If I'm not mistaken Two two. No, on you're one?
0: you're one one oh and one, one oh, and Game one. three is tomorrow against the abs, uh, which is great. So you have uh, essentially three points already on the season. Uh, yeah, Ovi's looking great. All as great as the offensive looking, it's all without backy. He still has like eight more games till he's back from long term IR. Team looks great. Power play looks potent. Power penalty kill looks very effective. Uh, VTech is doing great in the net. He's definitely eclipsing you know, and, we, Samsonov. and We talked about
1: that too, FP. Like they, they valued him so much that even though they had to make him, they had to expose him in the Kraken uh, expansion draft, uh, they went back they, and traded for him right before yeah. the season started. I mean, they, they knew what they had, and they weren't ready to give it up. So they had to leave him exposed. He was he was claimed by the Kraken, and then he they came back and said, no, 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 we want him, and, and pulled a trade off right before the season started to get him back.
0: He, he has a much higher ceiling than Samsonov, and and he has cleaner rebounds, more kind of – you want your goalie to kind of have robotic moves and very calculated moves in the net, and that's what Vitek brings. Samsonov, very good, and he can be a great kind of – one-two spell um but he he's not going to do as great as v tech and, and that kind of gives the caps as a whole i mean he's allowed three goals in six periods of hockey against two really good teams you think or, he
1: could be could he be the guy in net for a long time
0: i can see him kind of having the same trajectory as um Holtby and kind of
1: I mean, I know those are big shoes. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, mean, not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but he if, just if has you look something. At, if you right?
0: look at Holtby's start of him being a cap, specifically just to the Caps, people weren't really high on Holtby. But then the more those big moments came, the more he answered, the more people fell in love. And I can absolutely see Vitek follow that trajectory. Um, the other thing you have to, I mean, the, the the bigger news is the kid, right? The the draft pick Lapierre Hendricks Lapierre. Yeah. Gets his first goal against the Rangers. It's this huge moment. Oshie picks him up. Everyone's hugging him. Dude, smiling across his face. He struggled a little bit against the Bolts uh, against Tampa Bay, um, and it's it's sort of you can just see that he still is kind of growing into the NHL. Um, and the the big switch. It would have been tomorrow, nice
1: if the TNT uh, broadcast crew would have. Oh my Shut goodness! Up, Shut oh up my just goodness. a little
0: bit. Let it play out so we can enjoy. I it mean, don't don't get me wrong. Never take Gretzky off TV. because he scored twice while he's talking. But I mean, TNT has a lot of work to do. Even having Charles Barkley there on intermission, first intermission of the first Caps game, we have to see Charles Barkley defend goals. But you know, from I didn't. Wayne honestly, Gretzky. I didn't
1: mind that too
0: much. Like, <laughs> I didn't mind it. I mean, yeah, but not? give me some, give me some analysis. dude. something. was thing. hanging out
1: with the Manning brothers too, right? Like, why not? Yeah, why not?
0: I mean, it's it, it's it's nice I mean, to see that yeah. hockey. Are they on back? Real by the way, channels. are Peyton and Eli back? Next weekend, I
1: believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the real game. broadcast right now. This is not a this is not a fun game that's happening right now.
0: Yeah, I think
2: mean. that was TNT just trying to prove that they're going to take hockey as seriously as they take basketball. Right? I mean, pulling in Gretzky is not well, a small feat. Right? That would be so,
0: right. It
1: would be really bad for TNT hockey if they can only pull tnt nba numbers uh like that's <laughs> no i understand that's but that pre,
2: but that pre-game show with shaq and barkley sure. kenny smith that gets eyes on it right i mean people love hearing what they have to say i think look it was their it was their welcome to the tnt kind of a broadcast and i think they had a great game for it obviously i didn't like the results so much but i think there's a lot for the caps to be excited about uh ovechkin doing ovechkin things i think watching him climb up the scoring the scoring charts is just if for no other reason, you're going to watch the Caps to just see how 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 high Ovi can climb, right? Oshi, TJ Oshi, like the, the usual suspects. I think Lapierre is, is exciting, fun, fun young guy. He's going to go through some. I think he's on the third line right now, so you know this he's going to sit gonna go, out
0: tomorrow. But yeah, he's he's going he? yeah. through his his licks, but
2: growing pains, I, I right? I think the, as with any rookie, but it's just it's amazing
0: gonna be to me that it's amazing to me that we have a Tom Brady, Michael Jordan esque player. In D.C. in Ovechkin, yeah. and it kind of just gets forgotten.
2: Yeah, it, somehow
1: he's actually underappreciated,
2: not in the
0: hockey world, but in D.C.'s world. In D.C. Look yeah.
2: at the dichotomy of what you have: to you have you have the learners, and you have um, what's his name, the guy who owns uh, the Caps, Ted, uh, Teddy Leonsis. Ted. Leonsis. Yes, Leonsis, right? Good ownership. You've got a good product on the, to your point about like players wanting to play and show up, and the product. Good ownership shows itself on the ice, on the on the on the baseball field. Right, you know that even if bad periods, those teams are going to recover quickly. Right. like the Caps are going to be in the Caps are going to be in there. The Caps are going to be expected to be in the top three teams in, in the Met. They're going to likely make the playoffs. They're going to fight, and you know that that ownership and that that the management is going to make sure that that team has what it needs to to succeed. And well, the, the uh, so, team, I mean, the Caps
1: the Caps I think are better than just playoffs. I think I think they have. I think they should have some aspirations beyond just playoffs. I mean, this is a good team. And the- you I mean, know, been this team,
0: while. after two games, there's a lot of teams in the NHL right now. I mean, the Abs are going to miss like six starters tomorrow. Yeah. There's a lot of teams in the NHL right now struggling with health. And for whatever reason, 75% Ovechkin is playing better than almost anybody. Backstrom comes back. The team's relatively the very healthy. Break. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an amazing... I mean, this is really your second year with with your new coach, and and just no COVID issues, and and Laviolette is just gonna—he looks like he has these guys more prepared than than all the fluff we saw last year. And there's so there's enough definitely savvy
1: veterans here that I think can play smart minutes. Like, I mean, it's an early season, yeah. so let's no, not—you got you got a good right, of right. balance of of vets it's and, balanced, and, and yeah. rookies. It's a
0: balanced roster Kuzi looks like he's more into playing hockey this year than doing cocaine so that's fantastic <laughs> Let's <hope>. i mean <laughs>
2: Let's but also hope. i think you've come off the high of the cup win right and now it's like now you expect something you want something from this team right and so you want to see them go head-to-head with the penguins and go to head-to-head yeah and, with, and, with and i think
1: obi's lightning. got i think obi's got more in him i, I don't i don't he he's not definitely done. does. he's got he's got yeah.
0: something still in him and i think and it's it's nice seeing the continuity after that cup win and you're, you've kind of leveled off and you're still competitive yeah. as opposed to the Nats where it's like, win, blow up and destruction
2: load management, OV load yeah. management, maybe that's what, that's what we're talking about. He's but but there is save. something
1: special about like the really, like the great ones across all sports. They, they find a way to adapt their game, right? Like Jordan didn't have to, he wasn't dunking over people in 96, even, even when he came back as a, as a wizard, right? He found Mm -hmm. a way to evolve his game, to stay competitive, to stay in it, even though he was old and he couldn't do physically what he had to do, like what he could do previously. I think Ovi to some extent is doing that now too. I mean, young Ovi was doing like the equivalent of like 360 dunks, right? He was doing crazy stuff. He was acrobatic with his plays. Right. But the team wasn't very good, you know, around him. And, And, you know, you guys know how I feel about Kobe. Young Kobe was really, really athletic, really, really good and really can put on a show. It was really hard to win with young Kobe, right? And and, and Kobe had to change his game, and even obviously great success with Shaq. But even post Shaq, the game had to evolve even further, right? Again, much like Michael, you're not gonna dunk over people every night. You're gonna start doing fadeaways, and you're you're gonna play smarter. I just feel like the great ones always kind of figure that out, and Obi, I think, has figured it out as well. I think he knows how to stay. I know how. I think he's he knows how to be efficient. Right, he knows when to surge, he knows when he needs to stay like get yeah. others involved. Yeah, he, he just has that thing that like the great ones do, and he's
2: just fun to watch, man. He's just great to yeah. watch. The guy loves hockey. playing. This is a guy. He who loves means, playing. Yeah.
0: He also just did one of like the funniest hockey commercials I've seen in forever with him and Backstrom, some insurance commercial. But I mean, it's just it's I'm so happy that he's here in this city because you have your Bradley Beal drama. You have your Washington football drama. You have the Nats on a rebuild. It's nice that you kind of have Ovi just kind of well. According to Steve, the, the
1: Nats are reloading, not rebuilding. According to Steve. Yeah,
2: right? I, I kind of have to agree with Steve. I don't think they're far away. Although, if the Braves keep doing what they're doing, nobody's going to touch the NL so for a while. Other than let, let's I
1: close know. the show talking about some of these these playoffs. the the, the, the baseball playoffs spectacular. Honestly, every single night, I, I don't think I've watched a bad game yet. Uh, although today's might qualify, I mean uh, the Sox are they're up nine to three at the moment. Yeah. So um, you know, the, tonight's probably the most lopsided we've seen. But uh, Matt, I'm, I'm just interested to get your take on specifically on like the team that I'm watching the closest personally is the Dodgers, and that's because yeah. Max is there. Max pitched last night, and Turner obviously like there, there's a connection. Even though we hate, the yeah, Dodgers, of course, there's a connection there, and I'm, I'm still cheering for these guys because you know we watched them for years and years and years here, and obviously they won they won a championship here in, in DC, but. The Braves look like they've figured them out a little bit. Like, these games are close, and Atlanta's finding a way to just – I mean, they're beating them by an average of one run a game, right? So, if yeah. these are close games. There's no blowouts here.
2: The, look, the the MLB playoffs are often one of my favorites. I'm not going to go into why, but I, you guys know that I think there is real drama. I think the Dodgers have fallen into the classic case of over, like, just – out coaching themselves, right? These guys, for a guy who's won 106 games, sometimes I feel like Dave Roberts is making decisions as if he has no idea what's going on. And that's really scary, right? There's a reason you got there. You have you have four you have four top notch starters that you could throw out there from Walker Bueller to Urias to and and to not put Urias in game one and to go with the bullpen game with Blake uh you know uh Forget the guy that they put in there to get to hope to get two innings and then put Urias in. I kind of like I like it from a from a from a hey let's try something different. But you don't try something different game one of the NLCS, right? That's something you would have tried during the season. You would have tested that and then you would have done it. And you are just over managing. Sometimes you're getting in your own way. And then yesterday they have a four two lead. They go and now he takes Urias in the eighth. You've had a bullpen that's carried you. This whole way, trust your bullpen, Dave Roberts. You need to get out of your own way. Like, you know, I think you know, last time we were on, I said, I'm expecting a re uh, a repeat, I'm expecting the Dodgers, I'm expecting the Rays. The Rays got in their own way, and I'm seeing the same thing happen with the Dodgers, right? I think that's and that we'll get to Boston in a second and what they're doing. I think Kike Hernandez is all I can say. I mean, that's insane what he's doing, but. I thought the Dodgers were going to lose that series to the Giants because they they just got their, they got in their own way. and then finally yesterday I mean, you, you
1: and Stevie both were pretty ad- I mean you were pretty confident that the Giants were going to find a way to win that that final game obviously it didn't it didn't play out that way but the Red Sox are there's some other like there's some kind of wizards like they they seem dead more times than any other team and then just come right back
2: the, like last season, what they came in last in the AL East or second to last. Obviously, the Orioles are there, so that they fill that spot. So the last meaningful the don't position count. in the AL East, right? And then, so nobody thought that they would be relevant this year. And then they come out and they just keep mashing and mashing. And it's literally, they are winning. They are winning with old fashioned. We are going to beat your pitching staff over the head. And we're just going to match you with our own pitching staff. They got out to a, they had, they hit two grand slams in game two in the first and the second inning. So then today, Mm -hmm. today they put up six runs in two innings. Like they're just out there. They're mashing in the ALDS the entire team except for one person had a a batting average over 300 and the guy who missed had like a 294 batting average. All right. So, I mean, we're talking about guys who are getting there, waiting for their pitches. Everybody's going up. It's next man up. They are absolutely pounding the ball and they're pounding people's best pitchers. And I think it's, it's kind of really scary. I didn't see this coming. I thought for sure the bats were going to get usually good pitching beats, good hitting in the playoffs. And the socks are, are turning that on its head. Not only are they bashing you, they're putting their starters in they're getting four or five innings and trusting their bullpen that isn't supposed to be that good it's of the bullpens that are in the playoffs they're probably the worst ranked and yet here they are here they are they're up 9-3 they're about to go up 2-1 in the alcs and like i don't want to see it but i could see i remember i told you i think houston was the team to look out for right i thought if anybody surprised houston but i didn't see what boston and kike hernandez man the guy it's one of those Every few years we have a really memorable postseason from somebody. I remember Carlos Beltran when he was mm-hmm. with the Royals before with, with the Astros before he joined the Mets. And then we had, you know, last year a Rosarena. Kike Hernandez and what he's doing right now. Um, his last five games is legendary. I mean, it's special. It's the kind of stuff that's like must-watch TV. But I'm afraid to watch tomorrow's game, the Dodgers game, just to see how's how's Dave Roberts gonna outsmart himself again. Like he's He's getting in his own way. He needs to trust his players, and he's not doing that right now. I mean, he pulled Justin Turner, um, a guy who has basically like who has been there for the past seven post seasons with them, or six post seasons. And trust, yes, he's struggling, but that's a guy you leave in in the playoffs. You trust your guys who got you there, and it just it's kind of really crazy to see what the Dodgers are doing right now. So, I mean, little bit, little bit. Give me a couple, me a couple predictions for tomorrow,
1: but give me, give me, give me a teaser here. Are we, Dodgers are we money go on the Dodgers or the Braves tomorrow. I feel I like the Dodgers, Dodgers are going to get it tomorrow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Dodgers win tomorrow. The series, so game three. They're going back to LA. I think the Dodgers will pull it out. I think they will right set themselves somewhat. Um, my I think Bueller goes tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, let me check on that real quick. I think Bueller goes tomorrow. I think if Bueller goes tomorrow, he'll kind of level set things again. And then I think at two one, it's a new series. I think the Dodgers could still pull this off. I don't don't write them off. But I really like what I'm seeing from the Braves. They are hitting timely, hitting. They're getting great pitching. They've got they have always had a good pitching staff, uh, but now they're really stepping up and they're matching the Dodgers pitch for pitch. So um, I think Dodgers win Game Three, but I I think this could go Braves in six. You know, so yeah, it's Charlie Morton versus Walker Bueller tomorrow. Really good game. Interesting, it's 5 o'clock and not the 8 o'clock game. I thought it would be the late game tomorrow. So um, that will be interesting. uh,
1: Two California time, two West Coast.
2: Yeah, you know with that too, in L.A., the the shadows. That's actually a real thing to think about. Walker Buehler and pitching with the shadows and kind of pitching in Dodger Stadium in the daytime. um, It's one of those weird things that just will will potentially impact the game uh, and has nothing to do with who's on the field. So a lot to be excited about.
1: I mean, baseball Matt gets so excited. I mean FP, you see how happy he Ooh. look how happy this yeah. guy was. I
0: mean he, he I, have no, me. I have no I've I have no interest in baseball, but like now I'm gonna just start watching the playoffs even more so just so I can talk to Matt about this and, and be yeah, look,
2: look, he's still smiling. He's, yeah, so happy. he's geeking. Right I've so never happy. seen this. <laughs> baseball, look, you know what? I know there's a lot of problems with baseball. And granted, I fall asleep before the games end now because they're so freaking long. And there's so much over that's, that's
1: something that they got to fix. Like, I understand yeah, no, it's a problem. I understand TV rights. I understand TV money. I understand primetime ratings, blah, blah, blah. The next generation of fans, which is not us, can't stay awake to watch these things. Yeah, and, then, and then everybody TikTokers gets upset because everyone's it. watching game recaps. Yeah. Like, no, like the majority of the people in this country live on the East coast. You need to accommodate the East coast.
2: <laughs> that's how worst it works. Thing, worst thing I could say about baseball right now is I can't take my kids to a full game yet because games run three and a half, four hours. I got two boys who I want, you know, well, three, you one three old, boys. One, one, no, I'm saying when the youngest you one grows understand, <laughs> but like I've got two boys who I want to introduce to the game now. Right. And they see me sitting and watching, but they're going to bed right when the game, when the first pitch, right? I mean, they're in bed already. I well, can't sit. I can I get tired. Yeah. No, yeah, Ten, like I'm, I mean, I'm tired I, right I, now. I know it's I'm 10 old, PM. but <laughs> <laughs> But it's like this this game right here. It's the f- bottom of the fifth. It could it could literally go two more hours for four innings. That's crazy. That's not okay, right? Like that's a problem. That and and the they tried to fix it with the three man rule for the bullpen. Some of that stuff is real stupid. But also baseball gets in its own way. They've got a lot of old men on well, my get off my this, lawn like, kind of the stuff. Double-header
1: and, things, the double header things the like there was all kinds of weird stuff this year. So There's all kinds
2: of weird stuff. I I'm not against trying new stuff, but I also think like baseball's got to make a decision who they who they want to be and who they want to go after cuz they're trying to be too many things to too many people. Well,
1: look, we got there's actually good sports on right now. You alluded to both. You alluded to the baseball game. The football game actually got pretty interesting too. It was a dud yeah. when we started recording, and it's twenty
0: three. It's uh, yeah. it's looking pretty good. So yeah. there's
1: some good sports to go watch here as we as we put an end to this Monday. Um, FP and Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show for talking all kinds of different things. I apologize to anyone who got offended by the twenty one thoughts. I mean, I know FP and I we get really heated about this topic, but you know what? we're we're angry fans just like everyone else and again i find myself at times wishing i find myself wishing that somebody hears this like just a a, a a sane fans rant you know about what should have been what could have been and how embarrassing it is like my wife is a broncos fan you know how hard it is to watch and the broncos aren't even like a you know like a legacy team by any means right they're not the bears they're not the packers know they just a just a good team you know with with competent management you know how hard it is like do I really want to raise my kids to cheer for the, the football team the team with no name like it, it's it's one of these things like these are the things that I wrestle with right during toilet time I'm sitting here thinking like <laughs> contemplating my life's decisions like why am I really cheering for this team anymore like it, isn't it easier just to like why can't I just pull uh you know locally here like Chad for example just he dumped the team he's a Titans fan now right and it's At first I thought it was a bit, but he's just like, I, my life is better without the football team. (laughs) You know, after 40 years of cheering for this team, what am I cheering for? And is it ever going to change with this owner in place? I mean, he embarrassed himself to an entirely new level yesterday, you know, and it's, it's going to take a long time. The, The product on the field can be improved more quickly than the off the field perception of this management, this owner, and just the constant crap that surrounds this franchise, you know, like, and in our minds, I think as fans, we have found a way to separate the two, but in reality, it's all connected, right? It's the same franchise. So yep, we'll see where we go from here. We get the Packers on Sunday. It's not going to be pretty Rogers. I think was pretty clear about owning the bears. Um, <laughs> although Kirk did get him, he did get him the last time we played these teams. If I'm not mistaken, it was a primetime game. We were at somebody's wedding watching on an iPad. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Sunday night game. I think and Kirk, Kirk got the better of him. Um, I'll, go, I'll go back and check that before we do our preview show later this week. But um, any, any final thoughts, boys, before we put a bow on this?
2: My five-year-old the other day was asking me, does Washington have a football team? And I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> He's like, what's their name? I said, they don't actually have. <laughs>
1: You're not <laughs> so there lying. there
2: you <laughs> go. That's you not it. Lying. I, I was very honest with my kid. About that, he's trying to find the team, it's not going to be the Washington team, most likely. So, yeah, and the Giants the aren't any generation. better, but yeah, saving save our kids, save our kids. Giant, we could, we could talk NFC East one time, but we need to save the kids from East Coast football.
1: FP, so. any final thoughts?
0: I, it kills me how enjoyable it is to watch a Cowboys team play. It's their every game they have is fun, and it kills me to see that and to see. A crappy defense become an amazing defense and Trayvon Diggs and Dak doing Dak things. Like how can you hate Dak Prescott and even all the Jerry Jones stuff, it gets flushed out by how much you love Dak Prescott and, and that team. And it me FP talking about how enjoyable it is to watch a Cowboys game shows you what this Washington franchise has done to its fan base.
1: That's perfect. I think we end the show right there. <laughs> this is defeating the curse. We are cursed forevermore. Thank you for checking us out. Shows available on every podcast platform you can think of. You can find us on every social media platform. Just search for Defeating the Curse or DTC. Don't mind my dejected voice, but what FP said was perfect. It was perfect. Until next time, we are out.